Your mind and your life are always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. That's what we learned last Sunday at Westside Community Church. Hi, I'm Gabe Kolstad. This is Nancy Castile. Hi, everyone. And we're doing a little series here on the Midweek Motivation episode of the Westside Podcast. We're talking about winning the war in your mind for four weeks worth, right? This is week two. Yep. And today we want to kind of focus in on a specific niche of of this kind of battle that we have. And I think we want to do a couple of things today. We want to talk a little bit about that relationship that you introduced last week between our brains and our bodies. Mm-hmm. But also we want to get into um, how do you handle a mental funk? I mean, I think that's, a, I know so many people, I don't know, I'm sure you do. Nancy's a psychologist and a coach. You're probably constantly talking to people who are in a mental funk. Sure. And um, not that everybody is, but I mean, we all go through that, right? Absolutely. And so we're going to get to that as well as a little bit about our brain's wiring and then how do we kind of redo what our mind is doing. So uh, Nancy, thanks for joining me today. It's always good to be here. And thanks for coming back. Uh, If you haven't had a chance to go and listen to the first part of the series, I would highly suggest you do that. What I was trying to do last time is um, as a coach, I'm a psychologist, but I'm a coach. And when I say a coach, it's because I'm a little more directive than a person who's going to be like, how do you feel about that? Right. Um, I jokingly always say that I do care about your feelings, but you can't always live there. You right. need to be able to totally. function out in the world. And so, um, and probably it's also fitting for my personality just mm-hmm. to be a little more coach, coach-like and directive. Um, so, Last time, what I would love to see is, is that with at the end of this four, four part series, that you have some real solid tools to be able to understand yourself and be able to make change. Um, so last time we talked about the fact that the mind, the body and the mind, the brain, or the embodied brain and relationships are all intertwined and that makes up the human experience. And so when we think about, again, if just to refresh, it's talk, we talk about the information and energy flow within us mm-hmm. and the information and energy flow between us. Okay. Within us is the embodied brain. We're sending messages to the body all the time and we're also getting feedback. Um, whether it's from our stomach, if it's from a hurt leg, if it's from all sorts of things. Um, so we are, we are dealing with that loop and we're also dealing with the loop of mm-hmm. an interaction with others. And Which if you put them both together, that's pretty complicated. No wonder we get confused sometimes. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's, it's complicated. But then if you really, so, so if I could really instill in you to keep, just keep in mind, the energy and information flow within and between. Mm -hmm. That's where, if you can boil it down to that, that's where you can, you get a really good launch pad for being able to understand that you have the ability to change how your brain and your mind are, are going. It's like, if you feel like they are just cascading down like a, a big hill and oh my gosh, can't stop it. Well, if we are paying attention to that energy and information flow here and the energy information flow here, we can stop it because we can understand what we're doing and what we're doing and make change. Yeah. 
That's so good. Speaking of that, there's something I want to ask you about in just a couple of minutes about strongholds. And okay. you and I were speaking a little earlier about it. So I want to get to that. But let me, can I ask you a question real quick? Yes. Okay. So you're probably in a place where you've dealt with this at some point in time, but let's say you're in a mental funk. I mean, like, raise your hand if you've been through a mental funk lately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all go through it, but how do you, how do you respond to that? Do you go, oh, I got to check myself into the psych ward. I got to read another book. I, what's the first step you would recommend if you're finding yourself battling things that are brand new to you? And all of a sudden you're like, who am I? What's going on in my life? Well, um, and so you're really talking about like, if you are, if you've been kind of moving through life and this is who you are yeah. um, and then all of a sudden you find that sudden you're change. just in a yeah, yeah if you're not in a good place yeah. and you don't have the same zest you used to have sure. or you you don't have the same fire you don't have the same interests that kind of thing you know a lot of times people will 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 go straight to the idea gosh i wonder if i'm depressed mm-hmm. yes um you know and and one of the things which i often will step back to when I work with people is say, hey, when was the last time you went to the doctor? Okay. Because again, let's think about the energy and information flow within us. Well, it's not like our personalities are just going to change overnight. You know, so if we were really energetic and involved um, and social and stuff, and all of a sudden we're finding that we're isolating more or we're not as interested in stuff, I would say first thing you want to think about what is affecting that energy and information flow within us? Is it, how, what am I eating? Have I been sleeping, um, you know, well enough? And And one thing about sleep, it's, you know, too much, too little sleep and too much sleep. Neither one are good for us because. So you know, what do you think is the right amount? Oh, Lordy. Um, well, I think <laughs> that people talk. I think that people um, are saying now that it's like we used to think eight hours. You know, when you're an adolescent, you have so much growth and change going on that they need probably eight to nine hours. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm no expert on this. So please just take it as as you know, a Nancyism at the uh, today, <laughs> but then, but I think uh, the research has been showing that adults really need more like seven. Yeah. If, you know, I know that for me, I, my sweet spot is seven hours. And, and I ask this of people when I'm working with them, you know, what, what is, where is it your good spot? Where is it like, ah, oh, if I could get this, it'd be awesome, but you definitely don't need it every day. And then, and then, I could do this amount, but if I do it for very long, I'm going to be sick. I know for me, seven is my is my sweet spot. Good. Eight is a is like such a like such a vacation or yeah. such like a wow, that's cool. Um, and six I can do for a while, but not that long before yeah. I'm going to start not feeling so good. Yeah. Um, so so that's an important thing. Think about that. Sure. How much sleep? actually take some time and think about that yeah. and then be purposeful. If I got to get up at this time in the morning in the morning, well, then I got to get my butt in bed by this time at night. Yeah. Um, Can I add a quick thing? Yeah, I'm learning. Absolutely. Here's something I've been practicing. I've learned it from a coach and uh, it's three, two, one, three hours before bed. Don't eat two hours before bed. Don't work one hour before bed. No screens. And just the idea of winding down. Yeah, you I'm know. failing miserably at that. <laughs> Me too. But I'm, 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 yeah, it is, I do it's a good it well. goal. Yeah, it's a great goal. It is, I do it <laughs> Wait, well. Wait, so I feel three, Three no hours work. before bed, no food. No food. Two hours before bed, no work. Can you imagine? Uh, one hour before bed, 
No screens. No screens. Okay, so let's think just for half a second about a high schooler. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because you 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 get up, you go to school all day. If you do sports or anything, you work after school or anything like that, you then get home later and then you've got your homework to do. And I'm sorry, but I doubt I doubt those things are happening. I know. And so, so how do you budget yeah, like that you gotta budget that. You do have to budget it. And uh yeah. I don't know. We'll have to come back to that. I have <laughs> okay. to do some thought just, on just that because I'm not very good at that. I really have to, you know, yeah, I have to get, I have to, boy, you are I'll tell you presenting what, when a I, challenge. When I do it, I feel so good the next day. Yeah. 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 No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so the little, the little, what, yellow screen on iPhone, that's not good mm, enough. Yeah. Right. The blue um, light. The blue light like, or whatever. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. So let's go back to um, that idea of being in a funk. So, so. Understand what you're doing. Um, like, are you getting enough activity? Mm-hmm. I heard just recently, um, I heard a story that said that what they're finding is that we, we, if we sit a lot, so whether that sitting is in class, if it's sitting in at in front of your computer at work, if it is sitting watching Netflix for hours, or if it's sitting, ga- sitting gaming, um, that sitting for extended period of t- periods of time have terrible health outcomes. Hmm. Um, so we think about the energy and information flow yeah. again. So what they say now is that 30 minutes of exercise a day doesn't have to be all at once. Okay. What they actually would love is that, is that you're moving what I heard. And I don't know how I'd ever do this. What I heard is that every 30 minutes you're getting five minutes, you're up and you're moving your body for five minutes. Wow. Um, I would love that if I see someone for an hour. Yeah. If, that, if I go, hey, do you mind if I walk in place? I'm just kidding. Um, so <laughs> yeah. that clearly, it's not going to happen every thirty minutes. But if but if it happens more often than it did before, then cool. So yeah, just moving your body. Maybe that's why my watch is constantly saying it's time to stand up. Yeah, it is. It is because the research is definitely clear that sitting too much is not good for us. Interesting. Um, so I hear the you other, saying physical things are affecting yeah. the way we're feeling. Well, and the other pieces, I, like I said, I will say, hey, when was the last time you went to your doctor? Yeah. Because, because you know, if you go to your doctor and you just say, hey, I would like a physical or I'd like, you know, I haven't been feeling as good. What, you know, hopefully, hopefully um, a doctor, your doctor will not, if they have you do some blood work, um, typically they're going to ha- do things like the CBC or the lipid panel, um, which is basically the, the usuals for, um, for looking at overall, bo- um, bodily function. Right. Um, but you have to actually ask for a couple of things. Um, maybe your doctor would just automatically do them and, and you don't have to ask, but, but you don't always want to bank on that. Like if you did find all of a sudden I'm kind of listless, I don't feel as good. I'm not, I used to have a lot more energy. I used to be more interested in stuff. I would say make sure you get your your TSH done, which is your um, thyroid function, and just to find out if your thyroid is functioning well and on target because you don't want to have hyper or hypothyroid. You know, that's basically you don't want to be revving up too much or revving downshifting yeah. too much. Um in that regard, you also, you know, everybody, every doctor is going to say that everyone in the Pacific Northwest, which is where we are, we're in Portland, um, gets too little sun. Yeah. Okay. Because we, especially in December and January. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, and, 
And so they'll all say, you probably need to take some sort of a, a, a vitamin D supplement or calcium supplement. I you were or say trip to Vegas. No, yeah, a trip oh, okay. to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but a vitamin D supplement. And, but, but what I do like to do is have you ask for your vitamin D to be checked mm-hmm. just because I've had some, some, young people, like people in their teens and twenties that I've worked with that have had that kind of listless feeling and I've had them go and do that. And they have found out that they were disastrously low in that area. So, so like, because doctors will say, well, just take a vitamin D supplement. And if you just take like one, you know, over the counter, but you find out that you were, you're a disastrously low, they would want you to take a lot more than that. But how do you know Mm -hmm. unless you actually get information on it. So, you know, you ask for a TSH, you ask for that. If you are a guy um, and you're finding that you're really powered down, or whatever, you could ask for hormones to be tested. Women's women's hormones are a little more more funky to, to test only because they fluctuate a lot. Okay. And so if you test them, you know, that's just on that one particular day. I mean, yeah, I think the guy, that male like tests are a little more, yeah. Yeah, are a little more reliable. Um, but yeah, so anyways, find out what's happening with your body first, um, because we we are a complex, complex being. Well, and it's so good. I mean, I, I think just to pause for a second and, and acknowledge, you know, we're we're doing a faith based podcast here. And a lot of times we like to separate our physical life from our spiritual life. But the truth is they're they're intertwined. Oh my gosh. You can't, I mean, Absolutely. yeah, your stomach has a lot to do with your faith. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> you know, your testosterone or your estrogen or your, it has a lot to do with your faith because everything works together, right? Right, yeah. right. And 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 obviously there are sects of of religions that yeah. may not have that in agreement. Right. But, but f- I think for our purposes, we are seeing that, you know, God created us. God created how complex we are. Mm-hmm. And, but he didn't say, okay, good. You're good to go. See you later. Right. Um, he would like us to be keeping in mind who we are, what we have going yeah. on, and how we're affecting, how our choices every day are affecting us. So, yeah. so, you know, if you, that would be my first thing. And then, I love it. and then, you know, and then I think secondly, when you talk about if you're in a funk and really it could be anything we were talking about, we, you know, you almost got to go to like, um, well, there's a couple of things. I mean, you, you brought up wiring in the brain and, yeah. and we could talk about the wiring in the brain in a half a second, but, but, you know, if you think about where are you putting your attention and if you're in a downward spiral, if you fi- feel like, I'm not, I'm not in a good place. Um, is that where you're putting all your attention and focus? You know, I know that I certainly have known and worked with a number of people and even I've done it at times when, you know, when you don't feel very good or when you're mad, like kind of music I put on is like, (laughs) does it make you move to a different place or does it make you angrier does it make you more sullen you know because typically misery loves company and so you know we might gravitate towards things that are going to be more more angry or more sad and if we don't want to stay there then let's think about where is the attend where are we putting our attention yeah that's so good i mean i think we share a goal you're you're hoping in this four session series that people can can grasp an 
you know, a real agency to direct their mind. Absolutely. And what I, one of the things I want to uh, hope we accomplish along with that is that that there's this sense of stewardship that we are responsible to do this, that this is our great God-given assignment is to master our own mind and then direct our own lives. Well, and think about it. I mean, and it's not just this idea that, oh, we are, we are the stewards of our own lives. We also are constantly in our interaction with other people mm-hmm. or, or even if you're not, and there's probably a whole host of problems that go along with it if you're not, yeah. but we can talk about those uh, eventually, that, that we have roles that we play. We're parents. We're daughters, yeah. sons. We're, we're siblings. We're, you know, uh, what else? Spouses. We're, we're employees with an employer where we are employers who have people that work and look up to us. Um, we have, we have neighbors. We have parishioners. I mean, other, well, I don't know, other congregants that go to church yeah. with us. You know, just we have people in our lives all over the place. So if we are not saying, you know, we're stewards of our own understanding of our bodies, and our brains so that we can be available and help others. And, yeah. you know, what are we called to do? You know, if we're not present, we're not going to be doing much. That's right. And so uh, to be stewards of ourselves is to really also allow us to be present in those connections mm-hmm. that we have with others. So that goes to that energy and flow. So good. And I mean, between us starts with God, right? Present Absolutely. in that relationship, present with others. That's good. Absolutely. Well, um, it's funny because you think about it, it almost starts for, for little ones. It starts with mom and dad, yeah, doesn't it? it because, does. because they're born and mom and dad are like everything. And, you know, so we really have to protect those, that first year or two. Yeah. Um, we know so much now in research about, about what happens with that brain development in the first year or two. If a child is raised where there's security and there is calmness, um, versus a lot of strife, a lot of hectic stuff, a lot of, um, negativity, mm-hmm. you know, ho- hopefully not, but, but abuse of just things like that that are, that disrupt how things are wired. And I think one of the things we should definitely talk about in one of the future podcasts is what if you are actually kind of learning to create relationship on your own? Because those, what I'm saying here is that kind of those early years of those, that relationship between mom and dad and child are so much like the priming of the pump for relationship with others in that child's life and with God. Yeah. Because so, it's, so it's what certainly do you do? a call to yeah. responsibility and action and, you know, to get this right as soon as we can, because it, it is affecting everybody around yeah. us. Right. And nobody yeah. is doomed to having it wrong. Yeah. Nobody is doomed. Well, that's good to hear because, um, you know, I know a lot of people who feel that they are, they feel that because the way they grew up, because their family history, right. Um, or n- any other number of factors they feel like they're somehow fatalistically doomed to not succeed mentally right and or not good enough right you know all that kind of stuff yeah Yeah, definitely okay um so 
you, you mentioned two things and I want to get back to a couple of them real quick and then uh, we'll save some of the good stuff for another episode. But um, one is kind of that those those pathways. I'm no brain expert. I don't even really know the difference between dendrites and sim- synapses. <laughs> um, but I do know that we create ruts or pathways uh, when we think something. Well, and, and, and then we think it more than once and it's like, okay, now that's more of a pathway. And then three, four times, and now all of a sudden there's a trend happening in our brain, right? Well, and, and I guess I'll, I'll, I'll there's a couple things I, w- I really think that would be cool to talk about in, re- in regard to that, the wiring of the brain. Um, one is to think about like all of the different connections that we have in the brain. Um, you know, the way I liken it when I work with people is I, I will say, let's just think when you are born, you know, if you have you ever seen a picture of of the brain, you know, of, the, of mm-hmm. all the different they look like a, just thousands of little tree branches. Um, and and when, uh, what the way I say it always is like it's almost like you're born and you have a direct phone connection to everybody in Seattle, but you're not going to call everybody in Seattle. So. Over time, the the people that you call all the time or the things that you do all the time, the things that you spend your time doing, the places that you dwell, okay, the activities you do, those connections are going to get hardwired and it's called myelinization. Those hard those connections get myelinized. So they are bulletproof and we can build off of them. The people you don't call all the time up in Seattle are the connections that will go away. And that's called selective pruning and pruning kind of like, cause it looks like yeah. tree branches. Um, so, so throughout our lives, but mostly around the age of, on the average, on around the age of two and 14, not surprising that we talk about the terrible twos and we talk about the beginnings of adolescence <laughs> as being tougher times because we're also going through the biggest periods of selective pruning. So the things you don't do much at all, if all, if at all, those connections are going to go away. Interesting. You wow. are not going to then be able to build off of them. So, so I always say like to my, my, my students, um, who are going like, this is the stupidest assignment ever. Now, granted, I will not, I'm not going to say that every assignment somebody's asked to do <laughs> is like great, um, because some are kind of dumb sometimes, but a lot, the vast majority are absolutely 100% looking to myelinize connections that you can then build off of. Even if you go, when am I ever, I mean, yeah. everybody's always said, when am I ever going to use this? Yeah. You know, I don't know anybody who hasn't said that at one point right. when they were doing school in some way. Um, but what they're actually, the goal is to actually build those connections so you can build off of them. Um, so in knowing that, then I say, where are you spending what 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 connections are you hardwiring today? Mm-hmm. Are you hardwiring your ability to and I don't mean to pick on gamers. I'm not trying to do that. But if are you hardwiring your gaming ability? Are you hardwiring your relationships? Are you hardwiring? What are you hardwiring today? Um, and and think about it. I guess in the context of what do you want to do tomorrow, or what do you want to have when you get older? Mm-hmm. So if you want to have a good relationship 
with somebody as you get older. You want to have peace. You want to have, you know, are you, are you cultivating that today? Are you doing things that will help you to be able to have that opening yeah. to do that stuff later in life? Like, so if you want to have a great relationship, are you working on communicating with people? Are you working on eye contact so that you actually see them when you walk down a hall? Um, I can't tell you how many times I've had somebody say like, you know, people don't respond to me. Nobody really likes me. And I'll be like, where are your eyes when you walk through the halls? And they'll be like, um, I don't look at anyone. I look down. And I'm like, wait, so <laughs> how do you really know who <laughs> who is? Or And that can be in a mall. That can be in the grocery store and anything like that. You know, or people be like, nobody notices me. But more often than not, the people that are telling me nobody notices me aren't looking up. They aren't looking at where people are looking. So they don't know when people are noticing mm-hmm. them. So so what are you hardwiring? Just, you know, give it some thought. Why? Because if we give it thought, that's when we can make change. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, I think we're going to push pause yeah, right there. totally. Because uh, my brain already hurts a little bit <laughs> from our conversation today. Um, but I do want to remind everybody that the Bible says in Romans 12 too that uh, we should let God change us into a brand new person by changing the way we think. Nice. And and so we it is possible, right? And that's the beautiful good news about this series is we're talking about how you can change these ruts, you know, by yep. by just directing your thinking into a new path. Yep. The things I love that what you want to happen more tomorrow. Yep. Think about that today. And then that's going to sort of predict your future, right? Yep. So thanks for sticking in here with us uh, through this a little bit cerebral talk on uh, winning the war in your mind. And we've got two more sessions, so we hope you'll stick with us. We want to encourage you to uh, subscribe and share this content, this channel, this information. And then also to um, pop by a Westside service because we're in a series about winning the war in your minds. And you can find out more uh, at westsidecommunitychurch.com. We'd love to see you in person or online. Hope to see you soon. 